there, and welcome to Music Speaks. My name is Sean M. Kunis, and my friend Hunter Sagona is unfortunately off for this episode. This is the podcast that is dedicated to discussing music and why it impacts our lives. Today, we will talk to my friend, actor, singer, and music lover, Jenna Brown. We will be discussing today the reasons why we love music, which could be done in a thousand podcasts, but today we will do it in one, which is impossible. So without any further ado, let's welcome my friend Jenna. Oh, so good. All right. Hey, Jenna, how's it going? Hey, Sean. It's going great. How are you doing? That's, it's all good over here. Um, so, you know, it's so funny. We were just talking about um, how this episode came about. I was like, hey, do you want to do this? And you were like, yeah, what do you want to do? He's like, yeah, we'll just talk about our favorite things. And I think that was sort of like the summation of our friendship, just talking about like, things that we just really like. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing that I want to do is start with your stuff. So we're going to start with the idea of bands that perform acoustic music. Yes. Um, you, you wrote to me that you mentioned that you had heard metal bands do this before. What yes. do you like about this? I So, Sean, I really love when there's like a regular version of a song, a mainstream version, and then also that same person is like, hey, I'm going to do an acoustic version of my song too. Because <laughs> uh, I just love that so much. And, um, and usually, and I love it because it really shows off the, the range of, of the band, of the artist, of the person performing. And it shows like a, maybe like a softer side to them that you wouldn't necessarily know uh, that they had um, if they were like only doing, you know, the, the regular version or like the metal version of things. Um, but yeah, so I, I really appreciate the versatility and the range that, that, you know, that you can hear. Right, yeah. I, I, I think it's so interesting yeah. because I gotta mention this to you, like, I might not be the biggest fan of metal music and you may be like, <laughs> I hate you because it's just, it's just that sort of like level of like really just high level of like real intensity. Yes. Like I gotta mention to you, the one that you sent me by the Foo Fighters, I listened to the original version of it and I was like, here we go. But then oh, yeah. when I listened to the, um, acoustic. The, the, the acoustic version of it, yeah, I, I just I, it took me forever just to be like I love introspective acoustic music. Yes, just because I feel like it's just so like personal um, and like raw, right? It's just right. raw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I love that we're in agreement because that's my question. Do you agree? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I love that. Um, the raw, rough quality to it. I just I I don't know. Maybe that's because I also like to do that kind of jam session myself you know um yeah oh, oh you know what there was a mahogany sessions for a while on youtube that mm. um yeah that that was kind of like an acoustic version of of, of songs um anyway right yeah, no, so. no I, I think that's great um let's talk about foo fighters more because we just cool. briefly mentioned it and the song in question is called everlong oh, by so foo cool. fighters what do you so like good. about what do you let's talk about the original let's talk about the original a little bit what do you like about the original version before we talk about the acoustic version here? sure so like the radio edit one that everybody knows it's oh, so sure. good man it's such a good song i think somebody's <laughs> covered it too um and they i can't think of who that is but 
yeah, it's like, it's really catchy. It's fun to sing along with. Um, it's like, it's got such a good beat, you know? So it's definitely like a more fast paced kind of, I would say like a pop rock more genre. Like this, I wouldn't call this metal at all. So, sorry. <laughs> right, no, no, it's, I think um, that's, a, that's a great idea to think about it as. Um, I've heard Foo yeah. Fighters played in so many different ways over time. Like, oh, sure. I feel like even like in a big band setting of like them playing something like that and them sort of expanding their genre rather yeah. than just one thing you know right yeah oh so cool and then the acoustic version or do we not talk about that yet sorry no let's let's talk about it let's talk so about like, the acoustic version. do you okay so do you remember things like limewire napster and kazaa because i do and that was all like music because <laughs> i'm old no but that that was all like music streaming services when i was like you know 10 and 11 and in, and maybe in high school a little bit um but that was like what was available and you would like you would go you would like search and then you download it and you'd like wait forever for this thing to download right because uh, you're, you're like stealing it and then uh and, yeah because i use kazaa so on like a very old cd mix that was definitely made from kazaa or something that's right. when i first heard this acoustic version and it happens to be um a version where he's playing on uh, it's just him and he's like mm -hmm. just playing on the radio on like a Howard Stern show or something and if did you listen to the whole thing if you listen to it um it's really interesting because he critiques himself as he's playing he's like I'm gonna shorten this breakdown a bit like he's like talking about like this <laughs> and then and Howard Stern is like right right and then at the end it's like wow like it's just such a cool it's like such a cool uh, moment to kind of witness that like he's playing right. this and it's going to become this huge hit for them as a band, you know? Um, right. And yeah. it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's, that relates also to the rawness, the raw quality. Right. Cause he's just yeah. playing it like on air, on the radio, on his right. acoustic guitar. Right. It's funny you mentioned that it's, that it's on Howard Stern. Um, because when I think about something like that, I think of these like tiny desk concerts that people do for NPR, okay. where they just go on and then they just play. I think Howard Stern, I think other... like finance talk. Like, I don't think like, let me have the Foo Fighters on my show. Like, right, right, yeah. so that's like cool too. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm going to have a rock band on my show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so like, so retro just to go like put that on yeah. the show. That's and this so... was, yeah, this was probably like right. the 90s. This could have been like 92 right, or something, yeah. right? That like the original right. that was like played on the radio. Um, but yeah, so I like that version a lot. Um, and, that, right, and that for yeah. the while, like I thought that's the only version of this song that existed. Right, yeah. You know, and that it didn't ever occur to me that like it was an actually well-known song and there was like a main version out there that everyone knew. And then I heard it heard the real version like at a restaurant or a bar or something or maybe even on the radio years later and was like oh my god this is that song this is that weird like radio like I have it on that weird cd mix like that's my sister's that like I definitely still have right because it says right, like yeah. kazaa mix one and there's like michelle branch on it and stuff <laughs> <laughs> and like smash mouth <laughs> so funny but yeah um, yeah, so that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny that you think that way because we mentioned that it's introspective and yeah. I just enjoyed the calming nature 
that it, that it brings to to a genre of this large music that you think is like oh it can't be dumbed down even more oh wait yeah. to listen to the acoustic guitar oh yeah i love it um, and then i love to harmonize with this song too particularly like right. in the chorus part yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i need to ask you this because it's so important to me like music can totally affect your mood and sort of make you feel better, right? And we oh. talked, maybe you talked about this the last time that you were on. Definitely make you feel about, better. Right, we talked <laughs> about mood influencers. And mm. um, my question is, this can be a very calming experience to listen to. And have you had this experience of like, sort of wanting to settle down and listening to something like this to sort of hone in your senses? Yes. Yes, and I think there's definitely something to be said about the soothingness of acoustic guitar sound. Like, there really is. Um, yeah, so I could see that definitely being, like, tranquil, peaceful, like, soft, like, right? Soft guitar. I believe that's actually the, the MIDI, the file of, like, the sound on a keyboard. I believe it's called soft guitar. Um, right. You know, like, when you change, when you go to change the voice yeah, on, a, yeah. on a keyboard. Right, yeah. You can uh, you can pick different instruments that you want it to sound like on a keyboard, right? right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think soft guitar is what it, folk, folk guitar, soft guitar. It all means acoustic guitar, right? Right, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let, let's, let's, let's sort of dive a little deeper into that. Like, when we were talking about very introspective ideas of, of being an acoustic player and sort of talking about solo experiences, um, and we, we talked about this the last time that you were on. We were talking about those solo moments where you, where you sing alone or you perform alone. Um, what outlook does that have on, on people? Like, what do you think about, like, the way it just sort of looks? Is it compelling? Does it want people to do that more? Or does it sort of scare away those people who feel like it's too intense, it's too, too raw of an emotion to sort of get there? I love does this question. Of... I love this question, Sean, because it's like... <clears throat> I mean, if you, so if, I know you don't listen to metal, or so you said, <laughs> but there, it, but there are like softer metal songs, like, like there are that feature acoustic guitars and, and, and I, and I definitely think that there is an audience that listens to that. Um, I think that's what you asked, right? So it's like, um, yeah, the type of people that listen to, you know, like, um, what's his name with the photograph Ed Sheeran <laughs> okay okay <laughs> because yeah, like I know I plays, think that's a great example is that a good example because he played because he's like a singer songwriter probably pop pop music pop rock pop folk rock maybe um and like he is well known enough that I could say like oh like there's an audience for that but then but then I think there's like an audience and a type of people that like to listen to like the acoustic metal stuff, but then they also listen to the harder metal stuff right. too. And I guess that's me. Um, I, I like like extremes, I think. I've, I've learned this about myself. Like I love when music is extreme. Um, and I bet you do too, and you don't even notice it. And it's like, you probably love it when it's like, when uh, the tempo changes so dra drastically, like when the time signature is like all over the place, <laughs> you probably love and hate that um at, you know right, as yeah. an instrumentalist um right, yeah. so like metal will do that metal has like crazy time signature changes um that just like switch 
all of a sudden and you're kind of just like on this ride and you listen to it but then but then it'll calm down and then it'll be you know like 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 the shores on a beach (laughs) just rolling in the waves yeah it's uh and i think it's a lot like life too right sean like there's extreme extremities there's extreme highs and extreme lows in life i mean and also just like normal highs and lows um where you know you could be feeling so great and so happy and so fantastic and badass and like let's <laughs> let's do stuff let's get stuff done let's drink red bull i don't know and then you could also be having obviously like the dark days where you know you, you're listening to like puddle of mud yeah. uh, and like i mean emo which just means emotional. Right, right. But yeah, so I don't know, I don't know if that really answers your question, but I do think, I do think there is an audience that appreciates acoustic guitar. Um, and maybe, maybe I'm an exception here because I, I like, I really should take myself out of any kind of like general equation. Um, I think because Does... I, do, I like such a wide range that I like. Right, right. Does does playing acoustic take you out of the spotlight or put you in the spotlight? Hmm. Well, it definitely makes people respond to you differently if it's a drastic sound different to what they're used to hearing, right? right. Different than what they're used to hearing. Um, and it might surprise that shock, like a shock factor, right? Mm. Or it might like shock them into listening. Right. Like, whoa, that's not normally what that person does. Like, I better listen. This is cool. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got to mention to you, um, again, like I had that same moment. We listened. I was listening to Burning Hearts by Silverstein, the song oh, that you had one. sent me. And the sound just erupted with the original. And then when I listened to the other, I was like, what? I love that where, acoustic where version. I know. I love that acoustic version. Silverstein is cool. They actually, they have several versions that are like the regular version and then the acoustic version. Um, Yeah, I actually think they released like a whole acoustic album. That's cool. That's a cool thing. Right, right. I I have no words. It was just something. Did you love it? I loved it. I'm glad. It was just really, it kind of like, I was kind of having like a hectic day. Like, you know how, like, you have those days where you're just doing, like, a lot of things? Yes. And then when you listen to one thing, you're like, oh, everything is going to be okay. You, you know? stopped and catch and caught your breath, right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. important. <laughs> Which is really, I think, I mean, not, I'm not, I'll, I'll let you obviously talk about it. it. It allowed me to have this very, like, surreal moment, like, in the day. Which is something that's kind of hard to come by sometimes. When you have these like days where you're doing a lot of different things, you're rushing around. Like for me, I was doing homework. I was like reading things and I was like practicing. I lesson today, and then just boom, I was trying to snap my fingers, but I can't. Um, Boom, there it is. Um, Thank you, Jenna, for doing that for me. Um, It just had that effect on me, you know. I I love that so much. Oh my god, I can send you music whenever you want that does that for you. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much, Sean. I'm so glad that it was um that it had that effect on you, even that you like that you took a moment to listen to it and and you appreciated obviously the sound and maybe it is so different than something you're used to listening to, you know? 
Oh, yeah. Um, but if you I keep do. Listening to, if you keep listening to Beethoven for the last like week and a half, then. Beethoven, can... that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can we can move on from him. That's okay. okay. Um, I, I was just saying, like, as, a, as an example, like, I've been listening to a lot of classical music because that's what I'm that's into. Good. And. Um, but classical and metal are very close. <laughs> <laughs> We had they that conversation though. today. And, I know and, uh, we can uh, we can talk about classical and metal similarities another time, but uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's crazy. A, that's yeah. so cool that you loved it, and yeah, yeah, and I prefer the acoustic version of Burning Hearts to the the mainstream one again because I heard that acoustic version first. It's kind of like if you read a book and then saw the movie, or if you saw the movie <laughs> before you read the book. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like that, right? Because if you read the book before you see the movie, you're able to have all that imagination and create all the characters in your head. And then when you see them, if you see the movie before you read the book, and then you read the book after you see the movie, all you're picturing is what was already provided right. for you. And you're not, um, yeah, it's kind of similar to the acoustic versus regular, I think. Right. I feel like we could talk about this for a long time, but I we do, do have to move on as a podcast yes. game as we should go on. Okay. Um, we should talk about John Williams, my favorite composer. Uh, um, hello, my favorite composer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but like yeah. for real, love, 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 right. love John Williams so much. No, I gotta, I gotta tell you the um, I have a um, autographed picture of him that he signed for me um, when I when I was like. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, it's in my it's in my home. Just out back, over back here, in. just geeking out, no big deal. What? <laughs> it's in my it's in my office in Yukon, but now I'm home and. Damn, I need to I'm see it. To I need to see it. But no, it's really cool. It <laughs> that's is, awesome. When I got it, I was like, "This is just the coolest thing ever." Oh my god, that's um, so cool. We should we should, instead of gossiping about how we feel about the this autograph, we should talk about the music because the music is what like drives me to believe in what he's trying to sell yes um um i'll let you talk about him for a little bit i'm gonna grab my charger but you keep going you talk about john williams how okay, much do you i love, love john williams so much um definitely first heard him in star wars but i you know obviously have listened to um anything that he has you know written for so <clears throat> et he's done the music for et and hook and jurassic park um, and one of my favorite films of all time, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. Perfect. He did the music for that, of course, too. That's that's my favorite movie, Sean. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's got everything. It's got like everything you need. Killing Nazis, romance, <laughs> archaeology in the desert. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, John I mean, Williams I, did the music, so. Right. No, no, I got to mention to you, um, one maybe the one of the first moments I had with him was through Star Wars. You can yes. talk about that too, because um, he laid a profound influence on a lot of people going forward from that initial idea. I mean, he had some, you know, some hits here and there. Um, like I'll mention, like he, he had wrote, he had wrote the Cowboys for like a indie movie and he'd written a, uh, the theme for the, um, the late night news for NBC, you oh, yeah. know, and yeah, and at that time he was sort of like an unknown commodity. And then when he wrote Star Wars for George Lucas, he basically exploded overnight. You know, boomed. Wow, like the, that's like a dream, right? It's like every composer's right. dream. 
I know, and I, I keep coming back to that that idea. Like, I really got like sucked into his music when I was in middle school because me and my dad we would watch um, Star Wars together, and then that'd be my first way of experiencing like true cinematic music. You know, so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think, and there's gonna be some haters when I say this. We're not gonna say it. I think that those movies would not have been half as good if it wasn't his music. Right. And no, you I could know. say the same thing about Home Alone. He did all the music for Home Alone, too. All, like, right. the originally scored music. And then, obviously, there's, like, <laughs> there's Christmas carols on the soundtrack and stuff. Um, but I love, I love when you're listening to something, you can tell that it's John Williams. Right, right. You know, there are, I love that. I really do. It's like, you know, a signature thing, maybe. Uh, yeah. Because there's can certain nuances. Yeah, there's, right. like, certain can I ask you nuances. For an example? Yes. Yes. Okay, okay, There's okay, certain okay. nuances that are very really similar. Um, like the theme from Hook is like da, 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 it's like that. Okay, and then the theme from Home Alone, which is somewhere in my memory, is like somewhere in my memory. Very close. Right. Yeah. Aren't they close? Da, yeah, absolutely. They're like. Uh, like two notes away but it's like a very similar so it's like things like that um and then i think also parts of et do sound like harry potter right, um, right. and i think that's like the magical part that you can hear right yeah, yeah. i love that i love that you can always hear like magic in his yeah. stuff and i don't know if i can even explain that but do you know what i mean yeah no i i can i can i can sort of tell further i think that something that made me love my instrument more, which is trumpet, um, which uh, I think is kind of a, a role that I've sort of taken on because of him. Ah. Sort of my love of his instrumental music has sort of stemmed from all of that. Um, oh, that's amazing. So I like, which I can definitely leave to him. You know, yes. like I think I can sort of think about it in that way. And I think about, um, oh, that's like, cool. I think about, I think about like, especially like moments in like we, we maybe we talked about this we talked about um that scene from uh tattooing where you hear oh, the French I love, horn that's play, my uh, favorite moment right yeah so good you get goosebumps i know it's the swelling it's like you hear like the string swell and then the emotion and it's just and this the two setting suns and it's just it's just so good <laughs> and you know what's funny I'm glad about you love that, it Right. No, it's funny about it because when we had you, when we were having you on, we, we were discussing like, you know, you're like, no, I want this particular moment. Yes. Because it's, that It's part moment... of a longer song. Right. So right. I had to find, which the song is good too. It's just, it's um, very underscorey. So right. it's like, it's, you know, it's like, it's like conversational underscore in the beginning, like before it actually gets like really musical, it's kind of like, like funny. Like if that makes sense, like, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've heard the Cantina song, the Cantina band song, so you know, da, 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 you know, it can get, <laughs> you know, it can it's get a, That's great, I think, um, like, you know, we're mentioning, you were mentioning your love stem from him i gotta say my my first love i know i mentioned star wars but my first love of his music came from superman oh superman so good yeah yeah, yeah. um 
Yeah. When I got married, um, <clears throat> it was important that like we had a lot of music for movies uh, play at any time. And when my dad was going to give his speech, like, you know, the father bride speech, uh, the little theme of Superman played right before he gave his speech and he struck a pose. It was very funny. Um, <laughs> so yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Isn't that Superman? Yeah. Everyone knows. I mean, it was so funny that you know, I was at a concert once where he was conducting and someone had said like kids like from India or Asia would just be running around singing that theme because they know Sorry. Like the context of the song. Yes. Which is just Aww. an unbelievable legacy to have. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know and it was I, all... I think it's important to. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't know John Williams did Superman until you said it. I was like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. And I feel really awful that I didn't know that. Because um, I thought I knew all of his projects. <laughs> and, then I, and then, like, I've seen That's them. That's what I do here. Keep me in check. Keep me in check. But if you have you ever seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones? I have, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's also a very memorable tune too. Like, um, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. It's so funny that when I started singing, you started smiling because you you knew what it was, and that's what that brings to people. You know. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then he yeah, also did Jurassic yeah. Park, and there was a version oh, of yeah. Jurassic Park by the Piano Guys that played, there was like a bunch of soundtrack music that played before the ceremony at my wedding, um, and this was among them. And it's a really pretty version of, of the theme, the main theme from Jurassic Park. It just sounds, it's like so romantic sounding, it has like a lot of strings, and it's just really a pretty arrangement. Um, Right, we were going to talk about that. Um, yeah, that's a tell me what was that like for for people who were there? Was it sort of like just? Well, so room, here, room sort of so like... I I heard it was great, but in the room I was in, I could not. I know, I because I was not out in the garden where the ceremony and before right. the ceremony was happening, because all the music that I put together for my wedding, of course, because I'm nuts. Um, <laughs> I had so many playlists. I told the DJ, I was like, if uh, you can't let me be in control of the music, even though you're the DJ, this isn't going to work. <laughs> it's like, I won't be crazy about anything, I swear, just the music. Um, so, yeah, I heard it was beautiful, but I was up in a room, and they were, like, keeping me hidden there, I guess, because, uh, like, they hide the bride before she makes, like, a grand entrance, and I didn't hear any of this, like, any of the soundtrack music, and I remember kind of being upset. And I was like, I was like, Dad, all I hear is like stupid elevator music. Tell me that's not what they're playing outside. Because there was a DJ inside in the hall playing this like elevator jazz music, which to me is like a nightmare, right? And I'm sitting up there yeah. trying to be quiet yeah. and reserved and like, you know, walk down an aisle <laughs> soon and trying not to spill anything on my dress and uh, just wanting them to hear like the beautiful soundtrack music. Um, Oh, you know, I, I'll send you this, and we won't talk about it today, but, like, October Sky has a beautiful score. Oh, please do. Oh, so good. Please do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was full of John Williams music. Yeah. It even had some stuff from, like, Lord of the Rings on there, um, which is also good music, and some Hans Zimmer stuff, because I, I actually like some Hans Zimmer music, too. But, yes, John Williams is the king, and he is my favorite. <laughs> 
He will always be king. He writes all of his scores by hand. I didn't know that. I know. That's what I'm telling you. It's amazing. No one does that anymore. <laughs> and he's like 80 something. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. I know I have a t-shirt that says um, his 80th birthday on it. Ah, that's amazing. <laughs> I never thought that I'd be a bigger fan than myself. So this is like, but because I don't have any, any like t-shirts or any autographs from him or anything. Um, I would right. love to, I would love to see him in concert. My God, that'd be amazing. But I don't think it's a possibility anymore. Well, I mean, he actually Maybe. does do some stuff with, 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 um, the Boston symphony orchestra during oh, the summers really? but oh be, cool. yeah so if you are interested i will send you information next summer yes. if you want yes please oh my god yes <laughs> 2021 that's it i'm there <laughs> um again we could literally do like i wrote down a hundred podcasts on this man so yeah. we should literally move we should move along so okay. the next uh, the next thing we're going to talk about um something that i think you wanted to mention is, and I hope I wrote this down right, uh, a song repeat until you're lost listening to them. Yes. Um, initially, I was a little lost on this topic, but let's talk about this a little bit. Um, what example are you thinking of in regard to this song? Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think this happens a lot. Or to this idea, I should say. Yeah, and, I, and ever since like I've been thinking about this idea, it's like you notice it more in what you're listening to. So, I mean, I could definitely rattle off some things. Uh, the Beatles did this a lot. I mean, they really did. It's like, I heard it today accidentally just because I was listening to the Beatles. And I was like, hey, they're doing that thing. Um, so it's, it's basically just this idea, like a song formation choice, right? It's like, um, it could be at the end, it could be in the middle, but it's basically just this idea of like a, a repeating phrase and melody over and over and over again. And then it like kind of fades away until nothing and it, it's just a really I think it's a cool way to to end a song but I also think it's a cool way to transition in a song like to another part of that same song um but yeah I just right. think it's cool and I've noticed it quite a bit so it's in Good Day Sunshine by the Beatles which is just okay. easy enough because like literally the last I mean you could say this about free falling too like the last phrases of free falling are just like and I'm free falling like but forever like <laughs> like that's it um and then uh, I don't know if you ever listen to OJ that's right yeah I mean back, oh, back to your song but free falling I wonder what that's a metaphor for oh I know, know. Some petty I, I don't know what <laughs> oh I know and like and there's a line in that song that says like uh, I'm gonna leave this world for a while. Oh, it's so sad because I can't because he's gone. So it's like it's very so when right, I listen right. to it, it's like oh, it like is a little more special and sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, you could say you could say that like there it's repeating itself as it fades away to nothing in a sense that like uh, when you're falling, you're just you're just falling. <laughs> um until right, you yeah. until you hit the bottom i guess but um i guess it could yeah it could feel like endless yeah. i've never i've I never skydived so but i wanted to <laughs> you know the joke of um uh where like someone's like hey can i listen to music as i'm jumping out of this parachute on, on a hop a plane and he goes yes but if only if it's not free falling i don't know that joke <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I would absolutely I'm just like not. 
I would absolutely request that. Oh, 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 oh. Or no, if like, I, you, go, you go skydiving and they send you like that souvenir video, I'd be like, I want the music to be free falling in my souvenir video. <laughs> 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 or what's that one by Lenny Kravitz? Oh my God. What's the song by Lenny Kravitz that everybody knows? Oh my God. Looking it up. Text us. Let us know what you think it is. We're oh, happy kidding. to get that out. Um, Jenna, I want to ask you this next question. Um, I was mentioning Beethoven earlier, oh, and yes. I'm a little hesitant to because, again, I've listened to just fly something away. like this Sorry. forever. Right. No, go ahead. It's Fly Away. What's <laughs> 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 Just, just losing it tonight. I'm sorry. Um, it must be my gluten-free beer. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> no, no, I need to add. So this this idea of being able to just repeat to something and just yes. sort of be in the sound. Um, yeah. Tell me, um, what, we, how, this is such a big question, and maybe even a loaded question. Um, how okay, do you get lost me. in music? Oh my God, I love getting lost in music. Like if I'm coloring or painting or um, do, uh, like doing work on computers on websites, <clears throat> even just taking a walk. Although sometimes I won't listen to music on the walk just so I can like be with my thoughts. Um, but I do, I love getting lost in music. Um, and I think particularly it's easy if like, if it is a repeating phrase over and over and over again um, or a repeating melody, um, oh, there's actually a really cool song by In Flames called Jester's Dance that is all instrumental. You would like it, I swear. And I'm sending, sending it to you after this. Um, and it's all instrumental and it like, and it does repeat. And it like, the way it starts and then like, it, it like circles back around to that repeat. Yeah. I don't know, I just think it's a really interesting choice um, for songs and yeah, it makes it easier to get lost. <laughs> which I love. No, I love, I love that idea. I love that idea. And I wanted to mention this to you. Like when I think about getting lost in music, I sometimes, like you said, I, I go on walk sometimes and like, I just sometimes even forget like where I am. I just, I just get so immersed with like what's happening. Yes. Um, you wanted to talk about give me all your love by the Alabama shakes. I'll give you more time oh. to talk about that. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's so good. Okay. I don't know if you listen to it, um, there's a really amazing part in the middle where kind of everything stops and it's quiet and then it comes back in real slow um, and there's like this repeating kind of almost like haunting um, part of the guitar that you can hear and then it and then it like and then it'll go back to that to the refrain or the melody that like you're used to to hearing so it's like it takes you away and you get lost in it and then it's like oh wait i'm back i'm home i'm back <laughs> i found my way find my way back um but yeah i guess i guess i love that and i uh, didn't even realize it until you were like how do we get lost in music it's like oh i i guess i love getting lost in music um right yeah you know it's, it's so much easier to get lost in music that you're just listening to rather than music that you're going to be performing, I would say that that's a very different conversation um, right, because yeah. you don't want to get lost in music you're performing because you have to remember all those lyrics. So, <laughs> uh, so it's, so, 
so you know, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How about you? Do you do you agree? Do you feel like maybe I'm crazy? No, no. I I think you're absolutely right, and it's it's so funny that you mention listening separately, like listening deliberately versus listening just to listen is totally different. Totally there, different. There, there, there's, there's, I mean, like you can be like, you can be like, if your mom is walking by, she's like, oh, you listen to, ah, oh, listen to something with the Beatles. And then you're going to be like, oh, I'm listening to, um, I'm reading the score. I'm listening to some John Williams. Yeah. And there is like the visible difference between deliberate and just listening. Completely. And, and sometimes we kind of get lost in the mix between. Like I definitely oh, lean a little bit more too. deliberately. Yeah. But when I want to, and I want to be less like thinking about that. And something hard, I might have mentioned, in, I mentioned on this podcast was like, there's a um, there's a soundtrack that I've been like really into, by um, his name is Daniel Pemberton. Oh. Um, you ever heard of um, the movie that I'm thinking about? Is um, it's Spider Man Into the Spider Verse? Oh, cool! Is yeah. it the late, and, like the newest Spider-Man one? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. not not Homecoming, but the one after the, that. The the animated one. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, just like. Oh. I think you lost no. me. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm no, I'm talking it's about okay. I, I just, no, no, we we are. Um, I was going to mention to you because this this animated movie that was cool. written by Sony. That one, I was like, this is the movie. This is like, I, I was going to mention this. I mention this to my friends all the time, but this is like the best movie ever made because, because of the elements that are in the score. Um, wow. You know, it talks about um, like something that Pemberton does really well was, is using, um, he uses like, um, what's, what's that word? Like he uses like disc tracks. He goes, and he adds it into the score, Ooh. which is, it's breathtaking. I love and, that. And I, I can just listen to it all day and just get lost. I in love the that. Sound and like when sounds get distorted and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Yeah. And we will touch upon that when we get there with the rock elements and stuff. Oh, okay. But and I think that's interesting because um, I, I do want to get to the next point, which is um, uh, regarding, you know, we talked about deliberate and we talked about just plain listening. Um, something I like just plain listening to, and you, I, you probably read this already, but Katy Perry is my guilty pleasure, and I feel like I can just put her on a loop and then oh just God. listen to her. Hilarious. Just I just, <laughs> <you> know, like, <laughs> Sorry, not judging you, not judging you. I just would never ever think that about you. That's amazing. No, I love, I love Katy Perry. Oh, that's cool. Um, and people are like, you like Katy Perry? I'm like, yeah. It's very surprising. And a lot of people are like, why? And I'm like, well, I hate to say it, but I do resonate with her music a little bit. Like, I do, like, yeah. I understand, like, like what she's saying. And I know that it has been written by someone else. And she's definitely doing her own version of it. But I feel like I can connect with it. And I feel like it's something that we could talk about on other podcasts. We just talk about grooves all oh, day yeah. long. Oh, yeah. She has, like, the best grooves in song. And that's, like, my go-to when I listen to a song. If I like the groove, I'm like listening to it like a thousand times a day just because I feel like yeah. I like want to I definitely do that too if it's that kind of song that has a beat that is yeah like a groove that it's just like easy and chill and like maybe a little EDM like a little little beats a little chill action I do I do feel like yeah um that yeah I like to listen to that stuff and then like as you said I'll overplay it 
I'll be like so right. sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> if I like it, right? And it's like, well, I want to hear right, that again. No. I've done that right, before. No. I've definitely yeah. done that with like some songs like recently, right? And then, right. but then like you forget yeah. about them because you move on and then you listen to other songs a lot. And then you go right, back no. to those songs that you used, you were listening to and you're like, oh yeah, I listened to this one a lot, but I still like it. Um, so I guess I listened to it just enough to not get completely sick of it forever. Right, right. And my question is, are we still on the topic? I, I'm hopefully we're still on the topic and talking about how like music, we can just get lost in music. I think um, so. I think we're still there. Yeah, I think what I, I just said was a little, <laughs> a little lost reminiscent. Yeah. No, um, no, I, I love mean, that my, we my, talked about it's different when you're like learning something to perform it versus you're just right. listening to me. Like there's definitely Absolutely. a difference. Like if I have to perform for something and I don't know it, like if you said to me, if you were like, Jenna, I need you to perform with me in like, um, you know, uh, like uh, like an excerpt from like Haydn's Messiah or something. Like, and I was like, oh, sure. Like, <laughs> let me learn this soprano line. But I wouldn't like, right. I would completely not, I would like immerse myself in the score and follow along and listen to it a lot and then sing along and learn it and plunk it out on the piano. Like there's a process, right? And then right. when you're just listening to music and you're not necessarily trying to learn it, I mean, you are, right. you are learning it, right? You are listening to the lyrics and the melody. You are absorbing its nutrients. <laughs> You. My bite of pizza right there, yeah. Uh, so apropos. Uh, but really, but like that is, I mean, right? You're like, you're absorbing in the lyrics and the melody and the harmonies of the music and you're, you're not necessarily learning it to perform it, but like your brain is learning it right. to, to listen to it, if that makes right. sense. No, I, I think that's that makes perfect sense. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about your musical choices. Let's talk about some gorillas. Oh my gosh, so Let's good. Let's talk about Clint Eastwood. Let's talk about that a little bit. So um, that's What can really... you said about this? Have you ever heard that song? <laughs> Actually, not before you sent it to me. Okay, yeah, it's a good song. Um, I like a lot. It's kind of like rap. Right. Um, and I don't listen to too, too much rap. I mean, I'll do like Biggie Smalls. I'll do some Tupac. But I don't do like, and maybe some Post Malone. But I won't do... <laughs> But I like the words in the song because it's like, it's very wordy. Right. Like he's talking about like panoramic views. It's like, it's very clever and very visual. Um, mm. And it's not about like sex and drugs entirely, you know? So it's like, it's actually, it's like lyrical, I guess. Right. So it's not all uh, what, what kind of the main, <clears throat> I'm not going to say that. But so, because <laughs> like a lot of rap music does that, but we're not going to talk about this. That's not what we're talking right, about. No, so, no, 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 so the no. song Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas is great. Um, there's totally a part in that song. When I listen to that song, there's totally a part of me that gets lost when it gets to the repeating part about the future. And it just repeats and it's like, my future is coming on, coming on. And it's like talking and it just like repeats and fades away. But then I think it does go back to, I don't know, I forget if it's the end or if it, if it goes back. I think it goes back. Right, no, yeah. Um, I think it's in the middle, yeah. You um, know, I talked about this with another guest. Like, you're saying, like, um, is it good to, to fade off in songs? Because there's a guy that I know we were talking to on the podcast. He's like, I hate when songs do that. Interesting. Because, because yeah. like, it just, there's no moral center to that 
part of the song, but I it totally is so see... hard to sing a right, phrase you... over and over and over again. Now I know like they did it in a recording studio, so it's just on a loop and it's like it's not the same thing. Right. But it's really hard to do the same phrase over and over again and not and like and do it the same way. Um right. that's a hard thing to do, like as a as a musician, as a performer. Like I've had to do that like uh kind of a cappella singing and that and that's difficult um to kind of keep just to like to keep that to keep the note and to keep the rhythm like keep your pitch up because <clears throat> when you're acapella there's no support <laughs> no support <laughs> from underneath you um it's just all uh, so you really can't screw it up but so yeah, I think that's so interesting that you had somebody that was like, I hate that. Because I do think a lot of people hate that because they just think right, it's maybe right. wasted space. Um, but I, I, I love it. I think it's so interesting. Um, and it obviously lets you get lost more. So I like that. Um, I guess I like it a little bit more when it's in the middle and you get a little lost, but then it brings you back around to where you started so that you're like full circle. Right, right. Let's yeah. talk about this next one because you you wanted to talk about Breeze Blocks by Alt J. Um, oh yeah, okay. Let's so talk that about that a little like, bit. That's a really fun, like catchy, uh, almost rappy, like funk, pop kind of song, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that one does have a lot of repeating, but that one does something different, which is. When it gets to the part of the phrase that's going to repeat, it does something called around, which you know what around is. But I think maybe people that are listening don't know, and that's okay. Around is something in music where like one person or part, if it's in like a group, um, starts a phrase, right? And they play that phrase to the end. And then someone else, while that first part is already playing that phrase, somebody else comes in with the same phrase, but they start at a different time. So in a sense, it like creates like this weave, this weave texture sound. Um, and that, and like, I think that's so cool that Alt-J does it in this song. And it's like, it's like a, like a modern popular song, like probably written in the past five years. Right. Um, right. Which I, I would consider still to be like pretty current. Yeah. Look at us but, talking about 16th century properties. But it's cool that like you would use around, like it's, you don't normally hear that technique or around or anything being used in popular right. music really right. yeah so yeah. i think i think that's kind of cool and, and different right it's so interesting you mentioned that because that is such a genre of music that was just like i don't know a lot of teenagers or mid middle 20 people who listen to you know baroque music except myself <laughs> um, which is interesting but I'm glad that you brought that up because that's such an interesting. Um, here's my last question before we hit a break here. Um, getting lost in music can be blissful. Um, if you want to, like, if, if there was someone out there who wanted to get, like, experience and just sort of, like, understanding what that means, like, what would you recommend to them? Um, there is this band that I love called Explosions in the Sky. And they are all instrumental. Um, they're from Texas and they're most, I guess, well-known or like they started their career launch from, um, doing the soundtrack for the show Friday Night Lights, which is like a football series and they did the music for it. It's very, right. excuse me, it's very like emotionally 
very emotionally charged, emotionally evoking soundtrack for your life kind of music because it's all instrumental. So when I listen to that, I just, I feel like it's like a soundtrack for life. Um, it's yeah, there's, and there's like interesting sounds that can be heard. So I would say, so um, actually I'll tell you this. So they have a, an album, Explosions in the Sky has an album called The Earth is Not a Cold Dead Place. Wow. I know, I know, and it gets That's better. Crazy. And I never knew this. Okay. It gets better. It says, uh, I have their vinyl records. It says on the vinyl record, it says like, because you are listening, because you are breathing, the earth is not a cold, dead place. Mm. Interesting. I know, I know. It's like, right. on the, it's written on the record and I never would have known that otherwise. I always thought it was just like, the earth is not a cold, dead place. But it's like, because you are listening, because you are breathing, the earth is not a cold, dead place. So I don't know, it's really cool. And then I, I know too much about this band. <laughs> uh, they, they are represented by a label in Brooklyn called Temporary Residence Limited, which is just a cool name for a label. Um, yeah, yeah, and I like that it's like, oh, it's Brooklyn, it's like right here. Um, but yeah, they're from Texas. Right. So um, I don't know if I should tell this story. Do we have time for a story? No, sure, let's do it. We do? Okay. The first time I heard the song First Breath After Coma, which is by Explosions in the Sky, right. I would highly recommend that that's the song. That's what I would tell this person to listen to if they wanted to be like fully immersed in something. Um, because it is like an 11 minute song. So, <laughs> so you can really just like, you have to clear your schedule. Gotta clear your schedule, gotta listen to this album. So right, good. Right. So one of my favorite things to do is just like put albums on on my on my record player and just listen to them uh like not even turn the tv on not even turn the lights on just like ha like i'll probably do that tonight after this call probably just like put some vinyl records on and light some candles right. Right. Sure. <laughs> um but the story i was gonna say is the first time i heard that song was when my sister was in college um the person she was dating was uh, very much into films and also theater and he had this he had this vision of like combining live theater with film and just kind of this it's really cool concept of like coming in and out of a screen but seeing that in a theater play kind of thing it's so cool uh to think about that so the first time i heard that song and, and so he wrote this play um where of course like they had to do like filming and stuff because like that was a big part of it to have like the live footage be playing during during the play so that they could come in and out of the screen. But the concept of the play was about his father's journey into the afterlife. And yeah, and the first time I heard First Breath After Coma, which is a song by Explosions in the Sky, said it three times now, uh, they, that song played at a part in the play when the father was venturing into the afterlife after his coma. Like, like he passes from his coma and then he's like venturing into this afterlife and kind of that, that, uh, that unknown, unknown thing. But, um, but yeah, so that's the first time I heard the song. It's a really cool song. Hope you listen to it. It's, um, at one point, my favorite part, you can hear little Christmas bells, little kind of sleigh bells at one point. And it just makes you think of like the snow falling um, while you're listening to it. Eh, I don't know. <laughs>
Well, thank you for that story, Jenna. That was really beautiful. Oh, um, you're welcome. Here's a, here's a question that I have for you before we get the break. Um, would you like to help me get into the break? Yes. Are you having eyes on the document right now? Yes. Would you like to let our friends know what our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook handles are? Oh my God, so fun. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll do my best. So if you'd like to find us on Twitter, uh, <laughs> it's at musicspeaks underscore P-O-D for pod. Um, Instagram is going to be musicspeaks underscore podcast. And Facebook is music space speaks space podcast. Everything else was music speaks like one word. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank up. you so much, Jenna. Yeah. Hit us up and like us. Yeah, please do that. Um, I do want to mention to our listeners, though, that this break is going to be sponsored by our friends at Ballot Ready. Please vote. Please go and vote. Um, on the site, you'll sort of find out and find ways of us helping you out, and you'll be able to learn about different candidates and different options for voting. So please go check out that site, um, and we will take a break. And Jenna, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Okay, sounds good. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. Go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and vote informed. This year, with changes to polling places and vote by mail laws as a result of COVID, it's more important than ever to have a plan to vote. Local elected officials affect our lives every day. They decide who to prosecute, monitor the quality of our drinking water, and choose the leadership of our schools. 30% of voters take the time to vote and then leave some part of their ballot blank. This is a missed opportunity to choose the leaders of our communities. It's okay if you're unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. We recommend hosting a ballot party. Get together with friends over Zoom, split up the research, and go through your ballots together. So please go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. All right, we are back with my friend Jenna. And Jenna, we're talking about our favorite things in music. Again, we could spend another 5,000 podcasts on just this subject alone you really could it was hard to narrow it down right no and, and we <laughs> really struggled with this i was like what are we going to talk about but again it comes down to my turn and uh i've decided to talk about jazz fluences in popular music i should say that again instead i said jazz influences in popular music Ooh. um i do have a put together list of great artists for this segment um who comes to mind when I see a jazz fluences in popular music? What do you think about when I said? Um, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I would say. <laughs> You're like, uh, no. I mean, I, like, I think that um, there's a lot of jazz influence in 
in uh, in popular music, in like dance music, in R and B. Um, you know, whenever you hear like trumpets or horns or maybe it's even a certain kind of drum style, right? Um, mm -hmm. Or like beats, right? Um, so there, there is a song that I think of, uh, which you might not know, which is okay. It's um, definitely more on the pop side. Okay. It's a song Matches by Cash Cash and Roses. And there's like a very noticeable uh, like horn, like nice horns in it um that stand out that you i mean it's not you're not like trying to hear them you can hear them <laughs> it's not like oh what am i hearing no <laughs> the horns are there um which is good i mean i like that and then of course i i think of thrift shop by macklemore which uh, has a very memorable like saxophone riff in it right like that's like everyone knows that um even even though I don't really listen to like super pop music and it, and <laughs> what, what were you <laughs> what were you gonna say who do you think of? Sure, I have to say um, I gotta go with Lizzo. So I know it rhymes with like my new last name, but uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't listen to her. I'm so sorry. No, it's it's a okay as you know as I say. Um, as I just rhymed there, um, <laughs> it's it's so it's so great. I mean, cool. you know, when she when she came out with Juice, I was like, here we go, man. This is like a whole other level of just like great music. Cause she's kind of like hip hop jazz, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I worked at yeah. a, a retail store at like Francesca's recently. Um, right. Not there anymore, but it's okay. So they would play some Lizzo, like they'd play like music at the store. And I think there was a song by her. So I'm, I think I have heard some Lizzo in my life, but I don't go out oh, of good. my way to listen to her. Ooh, I got to send you some stuff now. Okay, send me some stuff. <laughs> no, I love her. She's just, um, she's cool, just so great. incredible. Wow. Yeah, she's just, she's just amazing. And she's cool. just really adding to the genre of popular music, which I oh, think nice. is just an industry that just, just keeps growing. I know, I know. I mean, you know? I, even, I even think about when I was studying like the music industry in college and the popular music that was popular at that time was Lady Gaga and like TikTok by Kesha, K-E dollar sign mm. hot. Uh, but that was like, <laughs> but that was like the popular chart top in music, like bad romance, like, right. you know, what, what, like 2008, like 2009, yeah. now, now I'm dating myself, but um <laughs> <laughs> But I love was, how you said when that. When I think about when I think about pop music then, and then I think about like pop music when I was growing up, it was very different. Right. Like listening to like yeah. We Be One Away or like Star Nine Nine Point Star Nine Nine Point Nine or like Storm and Norman. Um, yeah, and like listening to Star Nine Nine Point Nine or like Delilah, like Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> like she would always play like the pop, the pop hits, the pop music. Um, right. But when I think about that kind of pop, and then I think about the like the mainstream super catchy Kesha pop or whatever it is and then I think about what you're saying I think that there's so many levels and so many so many directions that it could go in um because I mean personally like I love alternative rock and like alternative pop music and um even more like house pumping house music like uh like I guess that's like EDM stuff but um yeah, sometimes that can be, I mean, that is still popular. Um, right. 
yeah. And then there's also like me, like pop metal, believe it or not. There yeah. is. Um, and there, yeah. And there's like, you know, and then there's like Rob Zombie, um, <laughs> <laughs> who I love so much. But like, but like he's, you know, he's definitely more on like the poppier side of metal just because he has phrases like baby and yeah and like things repeat. Um, right, right, yeah. So he's like, you know, pop, like uh, almost, almost pop. But, almost, but somebody almost. that listens to Lizzo or maybe Taylor Swift or other types of pop music wouldn't necessarily also call Rob Zombie like pop, metal. like maybe only I. Maybe it's too subjective. Right. Like defining like defining start... popular music is very subjective. Right. Whoa. I mean we're not we're not even gonna get into like like is defining genres putting things into boxes? Ooh. Like, are we are we putting things into boxes by yes. defining a genre of music? I, I I love the bands that are hard to do that to, like brand new. Right. One of my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite bands. You can't really ever put them in a box because they have like so many layers of different types of genres that they cater to in their albums. Like different albums sound different. Um, yeah, wow. I think we just opened up like a philosophical. <laughs> Maybe ask that question. What no, do you no, think I... defines popular music? That's this a great is so question. Interesting. What? I mean, I mean, again, I think we'd be here for hours if we had to try to define popular music, but one popular artist that has sort of come out for me in the last like month and a half is, I'm not sure if you know who this is, but do you know Benny? No, send me, send me the things, Benny, send me all the Benny, things. Benny is like one of the, right. I will totally send you Benny stuff hip. because like, <laughs> I'm over here listening to like Iron Maiden and like <laughs> and like other classic metal. <sighs> right, no. I feel like I keep coming to that 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 same sound like Katy Perry, but like I think about like Bene. She has such a unique sound. You ever listen Australian... to Sia? Sia, yes. S I A. Amazing talent. Yeah. Amazing right. talent. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. You know, she sings that chandelier song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like, like, vocal, yeah. like vocally, like very expressive, very, very talented. Um, right. But yeah, Bene? Bene, she's great, you know, and okay. her, one of the songs that I've been really like falling in love with this summer was a song that she wrote called Super Lonely. Not super lonely, but super lonely. Super lonely, so sad. It's, it's really, it's really, it has this really upbeat aspect of the song, which is just... Oh, Again, cool. we could talk about um, um, that's a cool like sad and sad and yeah, sad and happy in one song. Oh yeah, How there's a trade. Yeah, yeah. There's a song called "Happy Song." It's a metal song, uh, uh, but it's like they're like screaming metal, and it's like, <laughs> but it's like supposed to be like ironic, right? Because it's like called right. "Happy Song." Um, yeah. That's a good one. So I should listen to Benet though. Yeah, should, you should. I, should I think check that out. You should check that out. If you get a chance, uh, and folks, if you don't know who Benet is, please go check her out because she is amazing. Because she is <laughs> so great. That's I, great. Have been just like, I like I like to hear about new artists 
Um, she's she's definitely an up and comer. Oh I wait, think. I thought of someone. Give me a second. Okay, okay. I forget her name. I follow her on Instagram. She made a really good. <laughs> she made a really cool song. Wait, give me a second. I I know exactly who this is. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. All right, wait. Da 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 da. As uh, Jenna is looking for her stuff on her phone. I do want to mention to our listeners that um, if you do want to go check out our material, and again, it is on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, please go check us out there because we have a lot of material. I was mentioning Jenna earlier, we are really getting close to our 80th episode. So you definitely want to check out how much we've been getting up to. Um, Without further ado, Jenna, do you have the name of your artist? No. (laughs) I can see her face though. Oh, I got it. Nina Nesbitt. Wow. Okay. Nina Nesbitt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She used like, it's really, it's this cool video she put on Instagram, on her Instagram, uh, where she shows you before she makes the song and she shows you all the things that she used to make sounds in the song, like sneakers, footsteps, like the spray of an axe spray, like uh, what else? Like um, just like weird sound bites from things, which I mean, I love. I love when music uses sounds that are like non-music sounds, but they sound right. musical. Right. Um, and when Jen, they. Do you want to take us into the next segment? I guess that's an excellent segue, accidental segue there, uh, but really. <laughs> So, yeah, so, um, I mean, Pink Floyd does this all the time, right? Like, they, like, if you listen to Money, for example, you can hear, like, the sound of the cash register, and uh, you can hear laughter at one point. They use all sorts of other sounds in their songs that kind of take you to another place um, in a good, in a good way, and, 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 like, play tricks on your ears, right? Because that's, that's kind of what that's about. Right, and you mean interesting sounds in rock music as we're we're going along here. Oh yeah. Um, you you wanted to talk about the twelve string guitar for Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah. Okay, so love let's Led talk Zeppelin. about that a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so I've been jamming with my friend uh, Chris Rolf. Um, he plays guitar very well. He plays very nicely, and he he's nice enough to jam with me. And but it's interesting because we have to like find songs that he knows well enough to play on guitar that also I know well enough to sing, and right, right. and and have them be in kind of the right range for me. Okay. Uh, so it's like a man like Boston sings higher, so it's easier to sing. Anyway, there's a point to this. We were jamming, we're playing some Led Zeppelin, and one of my favorite songs is Tangerine by Led Zeppelin. And he was like, I was like, let's do that. Like, let's try it. Right. And he was like, Oh, hell no, that's a 12 string. And I was like, Oh, like I had no idea. So now I've been going back through and listening to like Led Zeppelin and like trying to find the 12 string sound. Um, and then when he said that, I was like, Oh my God, it so is a 12 string. That makes sense. So one of my favorite bands, City and Color, um, it's like a newer, not newer band, but like definitely more contemporary than Led Zeppelin, because uh, that's classic rock. Um, so City and Color, the the main guy, his name is Dallas Green, which is why the band right. is called City and Color. So they use 12 strings a lot. Um, and that was one of the first times I, I like experienced that and, and recognized it. it was like, oh, this is a 12 string. Um, yeah. 
Um, and so I think that it gives a really nice, like fuller sound to, I mean, it goes back to that acoustic guitar sound, right? But um, right, right. I do think, I do think it provides like a nice fuller, robust sound. Um, it brings a lot of color, like <laughs> no pun intended, um, into, <laughs> into the piece. Um, and, and, and more strings allows like more harmony. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. Right? Um, so a song by Stevie in Color that I really love is called Casey's Song. Mm. And you can really hear the strings, the 12 strings in there, like, so well. Um, and I just love it. There's, like, such a sense of, like, searching. It, when you listen to the song, it's, like, it's just, like, endless searching, uh, kind of, like, wandering sounding. Um, and it's just because, like, the guitar... I don't know. I don't know the way right. the way that they're playing it is just like it just it has like a searching quality to it, um, and like run it like you're running because it's like fast and full. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. 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 Do you know who Jacob Collier is? I don't, and I apologize. I need to look him up. Right. Yeah. Who's that? He's he's uh, killing the new uh, pop game right now. Dude. Keep me yeah. young, keep me hip. This is good. <laughs> Finding the, I mean, like, I have to sort of think about, like, you were mentioning all these really great experimental sounds that, like, go along with, with, with you know, with what we're talking about. I have to say, like, going with, with this has been so amazing. This idea of, um, of Jacob Collier, I mean, like, he has changed the game in regard to music totally altered the facts i would totally let you go search them on your own and i encourage my listeners oh, as well to go listen to them too go listen to david collier the flintstones and tell me if your mind is blown or not what i will <laughs> i'm looking it up on my spotify right now oh it might not be on there Ooh. Hot, hot, uh, hard garbage. Go to um, YouTube. Go to you. Go to YouTube and see if you can find it. Oh, Jacob Collier, he's on here. Okay. But it has it like might... all I need, time alone with you. Oh, that's all great. That's all really all great stuff. But oh, the man. one that you want to go check out is him singing the Flintstones. Like Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. Like exactly that. Yeah. Why don't oh, you play a little it. bit for our? Why don't you play a little bit for our listeners? Okay. Can you hear it? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Get out. <laughs> Ooh. I have like memories of being in high school and like singing in choir and having to sing stuff at Carnegie Hall. And so when we would listen to like the radio version of the, the choir that's singing like the Disney themed kind of song, um, right. like very, very, very crisp like that, right? Like that was so crisp, right? if that makes sense. Like they're um, like those harmonies were like, that was interesting, thanks. I'll yeah. check out I'll check out more for sure. Oh, please do. Please continue that video. Um 
whenever you get the chance. Um, obviously, uh, Jacob, don't sue us because we listen to some of your music on air. But um, we're gonna move oh, on. Oh, it's less than like less than twenty seconds. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and and I played it from my own Spotify Premium that I pay for, so right. it's right. fine. No, yeah. Hmm. Also, don't tell me this, Jenna. Uh, we want to talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about um, ex- experimental music within itself. Let's let's talk about Queen. Oh, yeah. Queen is a great example. Oh, Queen yeah. is so great. Queen's a great example. Yeah. Um, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie that came out? About I did. You know, there's a friend of mine who was like, I hated it oh. because it was just, you know, and I'm I'm not going to say oh. names, Matt, Matt Bader, but you know, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna say I loved I it because. <laughs> No, with it. No, okay. He's cool. He's um, cool. I like him. Right. No, I was just thinking. He's cool. Like, Didn't he let me uh, fake punch him? Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good at that, like over um the like what is that the stage combat acting stuff. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know he's he's yeah. Fake he's fighting. Not. Fake fighting. Big. Big. <laughs> stage fighting. Stage fighting. Wow. What a deep turn from experimental music to stage fighting. He's uh, oh but that's okay. It's because of him. So okay. No, I know. So he doesn't. He didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. He didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. He was like the one person that didn't. I loved it. It was great. Right. Um, yeah, I think like they did such a good job, and I love that main guy. I mean, I watched like Mr. Robot too, so I I, I like that guy. Um, right. And other things that he's been in. So <laughs> like he's been in like in Night in the Museum. Like, uh, mm. like the pharaoh guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a nerd. It's fine. Um, so, uh, the queen. Yeah. So they used, uh, like all sorts of experimental things and they talk about it in that movie, which is why I brought it up because they're right, like, right, right. cause they're going over, cause like they're recording the album Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> like at a cabin in the woods somewhere where they like put a recording studio. It's so cool. It's like a dream uh it's like okay i'd love to just go retreat and and write an album that'd be amazing uh maybe someday um so (laughs) they 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 talk about experimenting with operatic sections and oh gosh um if you've ever heard like the bicycle song like there's definitely (laughs) other (laughs) want to ride my bicycle uh but yeah so that song i mean there's definitely other sounds in that song um experimental as well um i think that they also did a lot of interesting things just with their voices too um Mm -hmm. you you know just like pushing those kind of limits um like in like in the um you know i have to think about like an example that song right 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 yeah um yeah you know, I would go with um, uh, we uh, we will rock you and think uh, about like the audience participation. Oh, that something oh. that was in the movie. I have right. a story, Sean. I have a story about this. Oh, great! Let's do it. Okay, so when I worked for Basement Systems, um, uh, which is like the you know you know kinetic basement system sort of like well, I worked for the Treehouse, but so they'd have like an annual convention, and it was up to me and this other guy, and like we were like on the convention committee of like, what's the entertainment gonna be? at this convention and it was like a really cool it was cool it was cool to like be a part of those conversations um but then so it was determined that we were going to do we will rock you um and so there was like this whole idea that my friend jim and i came up with which was just the idea of like getting the audience involved in kind of like a pep rally so i'm not explaining this right 
it's like one weekend a year and they take over the convention center in Hartford and I, don't, I guess it was different this year probably right uh, but so there's like a big screen that comes down and um, you know you can watch like move like the like there was definitely footage that we made so okay we made a music video of we will rock you and did it all around the building, the office building, and tried to do it in one take and use like um, a special camera. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was just this idea of like pep rally and like getting the crowd hyped up and like, so we did it. Um, but so I've, I've had to listen to that song a lot, a lot. And we decided on this like before that movie came out too. It was like, that movie was coming out um, right, it's right. like I had the idea to do We Will Rock You because of the because of the audience, the like the target audience of of the the clients of the company. It's all like they're gonna love classic rock, they're gonna love, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and so we did like we also did um, Rock You Like a Hurricane, and we did like some other song like The Final Countdown, like towards the finale of, of yeah. the event but it started with we will rock you and the idea was just to get like boom 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 like to get everybody in the audience like tapping their feet and get them involved and i have to say it's such a good uh song to do that too hmm. uh, but yeah i've had to listen to that song a lot so much so now that it, like, if it comes on my shuffle on my spotify i give it i give it like a little bit and then i'm like okay uh that also relates to me having like undiagnosed music ADD which is why I try to listen to full albums on my record player so that it forces me to listen to the whole thing and not switch it um in the middle of the song because anyone that's listening that knows me <clears throat> knows that I do that and I'm not, always, <laughs> I'm not always allowed to DJ because of my my music ADD um right. but it's, it's really it's more like I feel like a change of pace do you feel like a change of pace okay let's do it <laughs> um, but you know, but some people like hate that. They're like, I need to listen to that whole song, and they're like, but you're gonna hear it next time. Like, <laughs> mm. let's move on. But it's bad. I know, I know it's bad. That, and that's not to say that I don't listen to full songs because I do, I do, especially when driving. <laughs> Jenna, again, I I love I love saying this, but again, we could spend so much time on this one topic. I know. So I know. And time. I think, um, I know we mentioned the Beatles earlier, but yeah, so I think Queen and I think the Beatles also use a lot of experimental sounds and, you know, I love when they use the sitar and stuff and you get like that cool Middle Eastern pentatonic scale sound and stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. And um, <laughs> yeah, I know you know. And, uh, you know, and they also like in the song a day in the life for example mm. which is a very popular beatles song mm -hmm. uh, it can get almost to like that bad trip part <laughs> where you're listening to it and it's like it it, it all sounds it sounds crazy because you hear like sounds of traffic and you hear everything and you kind of hear it all like building up building up so it's okay but there, it does get to kind of like almost too much in that song <laughs> at one point it gets it gets to be too much um but they yeah they use a lot of cool songs i like i like in that song a lot when he says that he's like trying to catch his breath but on beat he's like ha, 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 like he breathes on beat right, um, right. it's like 
you know, woke up, went out of bed, around a comb across my head. It's like that part. Right. Oh, maybe you don't know the song, Sean. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I read the news today. Oh, boy. Yeah, you do. You know that song. Oh, my God. Uh, the next segment we're going to talk about is... Uh... <laughs> Do you not listen to the Beatles? I do, I do. It's just, it's just it's, I have to, probably at this point, I, I don't listen to them very much or very often. Okay, all right, I'll forgive you. And also I'm sending it to you and you're gonna listen to it and you'll see what I'm saying <laughs> about that moment and why it gets to be too much. And then it resolves, right? That's like right, when you yeah. hear, hear something in music and you hear the chords and they like, they don't fully resolve. You're like, oh, why didn't that chord resolve? Mm-hmm. Um, which is sometimes nice. Right. Sometimes, sometimes it can it can end on like that that uh, that dominant like five seven, and be and be okay, and to right. not to not resolve itself. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because the next topic that we're going to talk about is the influence in a current Broadway music. Cool. And it's funny you mentioned the whole like five seven feel. I was listening to uh, the musical prom that came out like maybe like a month or maybe a year or two ago. Cool. Um, I have to say, I, I don't know, but I will let you know as soon as I find out. But, um, and in something, something interesting about this song that was, it's called, the song is called Alyssa Green. It's about this girl who was just trying to avoid who she is as a person. And the song just ends on this like really dissonant chord and you get really sort of like, and you, you just, where is just, it going to go from sort of there? Feel. Exactly. And where it's, does it's it not go like, And it doesn't, it doesn't sound like it, like it ends. It just stops. It just <gasps> you ends on this one chord. You think of something else I love, but it, it yeah, relates. I, I swear, I swear it relates. I know we get off topic. <laughs> I love when, when I'm listening to albums and it's like one continuous song. Like, right. like one song bleeds into the next song. Um, right. A lot of, I mean, a lot of bands do that. And I, I just love that. So I hope, I hope that continues. I hope I say this right. There's, there's, there is a Beatles song that I do know. I think it's called Mr. Mustard and uh, yeah, that's the other song that goes oh. along with it. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yes, I think I do. Okay. Mr. Mustard. Not Mr. Mustard. Something like that. Like Mr. Kite? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I have to figure that part out. That's okay. It's, it's, it's on their Abbey Road album. I don't know Oh, exactly. Abbey Road. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, let, I'll let Jenna do her little bit of uh, research while we, while we while I try to fill in some time. Uh, I can spend some time talking about Hamilton. Oh, okay. Talk about the influence of rap and the influence of jazz music and the influence of so many different American cultures combined into one. Um, let's talk about that a little bit because I think I think it's worth mentioning that the musical that is known well has all these different genres. Are you thinking Maxwell's Silver Hammer? Maybe. Bang, bang, Maxwell's Silver Hammer. That's all I could think of that you're thinking of. Hmm. Oh, wait, Mean Mr. Mustard? That is it. That's Mean Mr. Mustard. It exists. <laughs> you're not crazy. Yes. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know that song. So well. Yeah, Mean Mr. Mustard's a cool song. Ooh, Golden also, Slippers. That one's good. Right. That's a no. good one. That's that's the carry the weight one. Right, right. No, and I do I do encourage our listeners, please to go listen to the Beatles because they are a part of American culture and 
I am also in that category as well. I need to listen to them more as well. Um, um, whenever you want to. I grew up listening to the Beatles. Oh, okay. okay. I remember like being like a kid and watching my sister do like gymnastic routines in the backyard. Hopefully she's not listening to this and killing me. But she used to do like, to like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, she would like do gymnastics routines with her friend Hannah. Um, and yeah, so like I was always listening to the Beatles growing up. And like Rent, the Broadway show soundtrack. Do, do you mind if we talk about Hamilton a little bit though? Let's about, talk about like, Hamilton. Uh, my mom loves Hamilton. Um, I've never seen it. You haven't seen it? No, okay. and I, I know that they did, they did over, it's like on Disney Plus, so I should see it. It is on Disney Plus, yeah. Uh, you haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I'm so sorry. No, I haven't seen it. I've listened to it, because my, because like one of my best friends, Iris, was like, she loves it, and she's like, you can't, we can't be friends if you don't listen to this, basically. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. Um, so I listen, yeah, I've listened to it, and I, I, I do love it. I love that it's so different, and it's so fast, and so edgy, and so catchy, and like, yeah, it's totally rap. Um, but it works, yeah. but it works. Yeah, I know. A lot of people are like, it's so corny and it's so overdone, but I'm like, at the same token, it's just, it's, it's a piece of art. Yeah. It has to be recognized, you know, cause it's just, it's just so good. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I can't really get into how much I love it, but it's just, it's just, cause I could again be here for hours, but that is one of the musicals I think of when I go uh, influences on current Broadway music um, and music, I think, uh, into, into the Heights, in the Heights. Okay, so I'm familiar, of course, because when that came out, there was nothing else like it, right? Uh, but I've never right. seen it, and there was this one time I was at, like, a summer stock theater audition in the city, like, an open call audition, right. and I went to, like, I went to the wrong room, and when I walked in the door, and I was, like, with all these other, yeah, I was, like, with all these other people, and the lady comes up to me and she's like, you're from In the Heights, right? And I was like, what? Like, she thought that I was, it was so weird and also cool, which is why I'm telling you about it. Um, right. But but I had to be like, no, I'm here for like the whatever, whatever summer sock audition. She's like, oh, two floors down. <laughs> like, I was not, I was not in the right place. And um, I don't know if you've ever been to an open call audition, probably not, but if you have, um or you want to know what it's like it's weird because you're in a room with like 12 other or more people that look exactly like you because they, <laughs> they, they put you in rooms of people that you look alike and and it was weird because I looked around and I was like I've never seen this many like redhead slash strawberry blonde people in my life like how did they find this many um yeah that was a long time ago but so that's my that's my in the height but I just remember her saying like in the heights right and then I was, and I was just there and I was like, uh, like I probably should have been like, yes. Like if it happened now, like if it happened now, I would have been like, oh yes, definitely. That's me. And just like completely gone along with it. Right. But back then I wasn't as daring back then, I, I think. Um, so yeah, so I didn't say anything. I just was just like, no, like I probably looked lost. <laughs> it was so nice of her to think I might've been famous though. Let's talk, let's talk about it a little though, because I think it, it's so interesting because it adds to the genre of of Broadway, but yes. also builds upon the identity of Cuban and non-Western music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I think that's really cool. I think that you know, I think that so much time, like the Western views of music, are so 
Rodgers and Hammerstein, you know, like very, especially Broadway can get very, um, what's like, um, not boring, not tedious. I'm trying to think of like the word that means what I'm saying, which is, um, <laughs> like, uh, conservative. Redundant. Redundant. Yeah, but conservative is more like what I meant. So I think a lot of the time, the Western, like not now, maybe maybe like 20 years ago, <clears throat> like Western music in Broadway, very much the classics, like very much that sound. But then you get all the sorts of like newer composer, modern composers that shake it up. Um, you know, and I mean, In the Heights is definitely an example of that because there was nothing else like that. Um, I mean, you might be able to argue like West Side Story, right? Um, kind of like concept and, you know, putting Romeo and Juliet, modern day Manhattan streets, gangs, like, um, I, and I'm not too familiar with In the Heights, so maybe you could help me. But I thought it was kind of like a West Side Story feel. Uh, right. No, I, I right? thought it sort of it, it plays off the idea of where where Lynn began, where Lynn began on in the Heights, sort of in the streets of New York, oh. and found his way to success. You know, like, and it's it's the story of struggle and and how yeah. how he overcomes that struggle. Oh. I, I think it's kind of important, and I think it's a sort of a story about how he meets his wife, actually, too, like how he. Yeah comes to to do that too I, I again i don't know the musical that well but i do know the music and i would say that thinking about the music i think it, it's just so unique and different and I, it's something that we need more in in theater especially because it can get sort of high and dry stale. after a while i stale. think it can yeah definitely you know which yeah is, which is like a great word yeah still is a great word to use stale. yeah so i think it's yeah definitely important to have all those different sounds um you know but i i mean i do i mean i do love certain parts of classical musical theater um but i think stale is yeah um people can get you know tired of of hearing the same well i not people i would say younger people get tired of that type of music in the broadway scene right uh but certainly an older audience is thrilled right you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because they they grew up listening to a certain type of Broadway, like older Broadway kind of sounding right. stuff. You know, I mentioned Roger and Hammerstein, but there, you know, there's also what, like Julie Stein. Um, oh, so many, so many great, yeah. Cole, Cole Porter even, you could say. Oh, yeah, and, and those are all great. But then we have to think about starting to move outside the canon a little bit with yes. Western, you know, music musical traditions. Like I so, like sorry, go ahead. No, I I see what you're saying. And I and I yeah, I think that we definitely need more, you know, diverse sounding uh, and just different concepts, right? Because it can be like so uh, mundane, like you just have the singers and then you have your pit. You know, it could be like <laughs> You know, but really, but there's a lot more that you could do with it. Um, right. Like other instruments and involve them. And I think that, yeah, I think that In the Heights and probably Hamilton do do that really well. Um, right. yeah. 
Let's talk about this one too. Let's talk about um, this one that sort of came out recently called Little Jagged Pill. Okay, yeah. So I, I, I of course know who Alanis Morissette is, love her. Um, ironic, great song, no argument there. Um, but I don't know Jagged Little Pill, but I know right. it is her musical, is that right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of like um, American Idiot in that same way where they take <laughs> the album of of hers and they yeah. make it into a musical oh, and does cool. that work all the time not really but uh, when it when it does work it works really well what do you think let's talk about it a little bit yeah i think that i mean your album should tell a story right mm -hmm. so i guess it could work sometimes and then not work other times um because it could be it could be just like silly Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, well, why wouldn't I just put the record on? Why wouldn't I just listen to the album? Why would I, why would I need to experience the musical version of this album? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, mm -hmm. And I guess the reason would be because it's like arranged differently. Um, there's different arrangements, so you can hear different things, uh, hopefully. Um, and then if there's songs, if there's characters, then your characters are driving your songs. I don't know, it's an, it's an interesting concept. Um, yeah, American Idiot. <laughs> um, oh boy. Yeah. Fight time, as we're trying to fight whether we- didn't Bono, didn't Bono do all the music for like Superman the musical on Broadway too? Or I'm sorry, Spider-Man the musical on Broadway? Didn't Bono oh, do all so. the music? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, right. So then it's like, well, okay. So we're now we're using pop music in musicals. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, kind of like any, anything goes, but, but not pun intended, not intended. <laughs> but really, like, but at that point, it's like, well, really, we could do anything on here. Um, yeah, I mean, even they started doing that on Broadway, right? Like, wasn't there like Harry Potter the musical? There, the cursed child is is, is is the play that is on there now. Oh, a play. Okay. Right, right, right. Um, oh, different. different. It's, it's a good question that you're talking about. You're talking about whether it is it is good to have pop music in a genre that might not necessarily reflect the the everyday. I mean, like I get. Yeah. I mean, like, doesn't that also sort of play along with the idea of come from away too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even, uh, well, no, that's not the same, but Waitress, the musical Waitress, like Sarah Bareilles, right. um, you know, singer songwriter wrote all the music for that. And, um, you know, and it was great. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, my husband's texting me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing the podcast, don't bother me. So <laughs> he knows, he knows, he knows I'm busy. But like, if, yeah. it, if I don't, if I don't do something, it'll just keep buzzing. So I hate that. <clears throat> but yeah, so I think that, yeah, it's a really interesting thought, right? Um, one of my favorite composers, Jason Robert Brown, yeah. you know, he, he'll compose and his, his, his musicals are really only like one piano and then, and like maybe someone on a cello. Like there's like barely any instruments, but I love that. I love kind of the simplicity of that. Um, Do you like songs for a new world? I love songs for a new world. Oh, it's so good. 
That's one of my favorites. I love the opening to that. And then one of my favorite songs to perform is Stars in the Moon. Stars in the Moon, yeah. Oh, so good. Audra McDonald's performs it. <clears throat> She's amazing. Um, yes, her and Jason Robert Brown are tight. Uh, <laughs> and I know this because uh, years ago I went to see, actually with my sister, um, I think it was off-Broadway, but it was at like Act Two theater in, in Manhattan, which I think is off-Broadway, um, but basically Broadway. And, right, and we went to see the last five years, and it was off-Broadway, and I remember being in the ladies' room, like, during, um, it was either after the show or during intermission, of course. I'm not going to miss the show. And uh, she was in there. Audrey McDonald was in the ladies' room because she came to see his show, because they're tight. Right. She, like, came as an audience member to see this this play. Um, and I saw her, I saw her in the ladies room and I was like, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. I think that's Audrey McDonald. But like, it was totally her and I was cool, but everyone else was not. Uh, everyone else like wanted her autograph and I was just like, I love you, but I'm going to leave. But I love you. But so, so she has a beautiful voice. Definitely someone to aspire to be. Uh, Audrey McDonald. Yeah. Beautiful soprano. Yeah. Um, but so that kind of music I mean I would still call that even modern right because like that's still modern Broadway and and he wrote like 13 the musical 13 and like and he did um and then and then take stuff like Legally Blonde like that was actually pretty catchy musical right that had like some good some good catchy some good catchy songs um can I ask you about this can I ask you about Dear Evan Hansen Oh, okay. So I don't know that one so well, but you, that's like your favorite, right? That's, that is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, I need to, I'm going to, I need to write this down. I need to listen to this because of my, my good friend, Paul loves Dear Evan Hansen. And mm. we, we talked about it before and he's like, he's not someone that listens to musicals all the time. So for him to say he loves it, it's like, you know, that's, that's pretty, like, he's an accountant, like, <laughs> Not that that means anything, but he's like, yeah, he's an accountant person, numbers person. Right. Um, so he, yeah, but he like, he loves Dear Evan Hansen and he like, he'll send me songs. And so I've heard a couple. Um, right. Very pretty, very, very different. Um, very pretty, like very nice. I think he sent me some duets. Oh, absolutely. I, I love it because of just how like unique it is to yes. genre. Yeah. And I, I just love how original it is but then at the same token i love oh once you would like once oh sure yeah yeah you know and, and then i would also i think i also when i think about um dear Evan hansen i also think about um oh man that hugh jackman movie i'm sort of falling oh yes greatest showman i just saw greatest that yeah great oh showman. i just saw that it was so good i cried it was so good though i um i didn't expect it to be that good and also, I have to just say, I mean, I loved how they portrayed him, um, you know, because right. he, because I guess he was kind of like a weird dude, but I like to only remember him how he was depicted in that movie, because <laughs> they did such a good job, but I guess he was like, let's just say eccentric. Right, no, absolutely. Um, but definitely, that's a great movie. <laughs> Those songs. Hey, isn't that the same composer as Hamilton? It is. It is no, 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 no. Um, same composer as Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, so, um, God, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. That's very different. 
Oh, no, no. Hamilton is Moana. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jenna, it was a pleasure to talk to you again today. You too, Sean. Thank this you so much for having me. Hope I didn't go over too much. No, it's okay. Would you like to uh, do the last vlog of the day here? Um, sure. You want me to say that? Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. It was so much fun for me. Uh, please listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and much more where you can find Music Speaks. And thank you, Sean, for this opportunity. Yeah. Jenna, come back again. We'll talk some more. We'll do. And you know what? Next time, and I know we said this last time for this time, but like next time, we should talk female composers. And I'll actually... <laughs> And I'll actually like make a list of like the act because I do I do listen to some female artists. We just happen to never talk about them. All feminists are hating me right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, did about, we did talk about Alanis Morissette though. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, she's powerful. I think she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think she is, and if not, she should be because Carol King is. <laughs> Jenna, it was a pleasure. Please come back. Thanks, Sean. I will. I'll see you around. See you. Take ya. care. Thanks, Jenna. And next time, me and Hunter will sit down with Skull Smith, who will discuss his new music video and his merchandise as an artist in California. See you next time.